How you doing, guys? It is the Get Loud Podcast presented by SeatGeek. That's Smoot. I'm Jinx. I just realized you look svelte. You look good in the black. I look like the brawny paper towel up. guy. It slims you up. You yeah. look like you say a paper towel. Yeah, I do. I seen you in my dream last night. It's Freddy Krueger. One, one of the two. One of the two. It works, though. It works, Jinx. Well, it has not been the best end of the season of the Commanders. It is over. Ron yep. Rivera is gone as mm-hmm. head coach. We mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Before we get into what is ahead, and it's an exciting time because yep. we know there's a lot of things to look forward to, what will you take away from Ron Rivera's tenure this here This is in what DC? I say. Great, great man. Mm-hmm. Uh, endured a lot. Uh, I think people forget about the fight with cancer. Won it. I, uh, and the thing about it is, I think what really happened to Coach, especially at the end, like he said, I had been, like, managing for four years. Yeah. And then for the last five games, I got to coach again. I could see he, I could see the energy in him. Yeah. And I think if he had one regret right now is that, why didn't I just take the rings two years ago? Like, why yeah. didn't I do my trait, my art, what I love? Because I think he was too busy trying to clean up messes. Yeah. And he never got a chance to do what he really loves to do. And this coach, and I also say this too, he was brought in a situation where he had to take on a lot. And, yeah. And I think now if he had to go back and redo it, as much as coaches like control of personnel, yeah, I think he would have took that off his plate and just went coached. And so I think that's where I think everything really got off the rails. Too much responsibility, not, a, not enough hours in a day, yeah. uh, not, enough, not enough people in me to get mm-hmm. it done. So I think he would have really just, I think, broke things up if he could do it again. You see that with coaches a lot. We might be seeing that in New England where you have a coach in Bill Belichick and yeah. has controlled everything forever. Yeah. And after a bad season, has said, okay, I'm willing to let go of some responsibility so I can just coach. coach and sometimes yeah. you see that with head coaches where they take on too much and sometimes they have to get back to basics. Basically, you got to get back. To what got you here? Yeah. Like, this is the thing I always say about quarterbacks. Like, Dak. Like, Dak stopped running for a while, and it had a lot to do with the injury. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like quarterbacks get paid, and now they want to be pocket passers. Well, you know, a dual threat was got you here. They got right. you paid. Now you fast forward eight weeks, and Dak's been running. And right. Dak's been balling. So it's like, how much do you take on your plate? How much responsibility can you handle? And what is too much? And what do you do when you get to the point, Jinx, where mm-hmm. you're like, this might be too much. Like, I think he, to the point, was forced to coach, but it also forced him back into what he does. Yeah. And I think that's what he probably took from that situation. Well, now we're seeing that Josh Harris has come out immediately. And one thing I liked about this announcement. Immediately. <laughs> as soon as he came out, yeah. he had a plan in place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in Bob Myers from the mm-hmm. Warriors. I'm going to bring in Rick Spielman, formerly of the Vikings. And I'm going to firm or form a committee to make sure that from the top down, we get this right. And so, to me, I was happy to see that where it wasn't, let's let go of a head coach and then figure it out. The plan is already in place. Yes. Oh, it's in place, and the people are in place. He understands. This is what I do love. I love people that's great at what they do, mm-hmm. but also people that say, I don't know. Like, he's saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go get people that do. Yes. I'm going to go get winners. Like, at the end of the day, if I'm trying to build a winner, I'm not going to the Carolina Panthers trying to steal people out of their front <laughs> right. office or steal people out of their coaching staff. No, I'm going to winners. And people say, why basketball? It's sports. I, and he's not in here for the call plays or helping the right. call play. Management is what he's going to help you with. Mm-hmm. Finding the right person. Identifying it. Help you create a culture. Understand what it is. Understand what it takes. I think it's very smart the way they approached it. 
And regardless of sport, how huge is it to bring people in, particularly when we're talking about Bob Myers from yeah. championship, championship cultures? Because winning is all they know how to do. They know how to get people in place. I think this is what a winning coach is. Mm-hmm. Getting people in place, paying them, letting them do their job, mm-hmm. stepping out the way. If you don't trust a person to do what you hired them for, you probably shouldn't have hired them. Yeah. That's the thing about it. Now, sometimes when you got other people that want to put their two cents in, that means you don't trust the person. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, don't hire that person. I think what they're doing right now, they bought in a group just to, find, to help them hire somebody. This ain't We ain't hired them. Right. They brought them in and said, you know what, help us. Find the right people to get us to where we want to be. Mm-hmm. I thought that was intelligent. I thought that was smart. And I think we headed on the right track. One saying that I love, I think I made this up myself. Yeah, I make up a lot of stuff all the time. <laughs> but it is, it is sometimes being the smartest person in the room means knowing mm-hmm. you're not the smartest person, person in, in the room. room. Yeah. And what I mean by that is you can be very accomplished. Josh Harris has been incredibly successful. You don't get billions but from he, being dumb. But uh-huh. he's smart enough to know. When you're running an organization like this yeah. with so many loose ends, with so many things to take care of, let me bring in the best people. And that's what smart people do. They say, I don't have all the answers, I don't but I'm know. smart enough to know it. I don't, that's just like athlete. You go get a trainer because you're like, I don't know where I need to be training. I right. know how to train, sure. but he's going to tell me how to do. Maybe I need to go get a nutritionist because mm-hmm. I don't know what I need to be putting in my body, but mm-hmm. he knows. So I think it's the thing of being humble enough. And that's what you don't see a lot of humble billionaires. That's right. Like, I don't even think this is in the dictionary, humble billionaire. I, I, they don't come that way. I love this group, and I love mm-hmm. the fact that it is a group. Because yeah. inside of a group come checks and balances. Inside of a group mm-hmm. come people with, this is your responsibility, this is yours, this is yours, this is mine. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that, and I enjoy And I know a lot of people like, what are they doing with basketball? i like, first of all, I was like, no. That's what you do. Because last time I checked, for the last 15, maybe mm-hmm. 13 years, the Warriors been on top. Yeah. Right? So I want winners. The only way I can get winners is go get knowledge from yeah. winners. You know, this reminds me of a little bit when you talk about the ego of, of how an owner can sort of interfere. Look at Jerry Jones from back in the day. Yeah. Remember when he just discarded Jimmy Johnson and acted like it wasn't a big deal? Anybody could win. And never won again. Never won. And decades later, he yeah. came back and said, I made a mistake, but yeah. it took him 20 years to figure out that mistake. Jerry, the Jarrah, the Jarrah <laughs> has never been a humble billionaire. Right. Listen, I was on the field reporting the other day. Me and London had just filming, and the Cowboys ran out. Dak Prescott, the rest of the mm-hmm. guys. Then, like three minutes later, I hear the crowd roar. I look to the left. It's the Jarrah. Like, <laughs> no other owner in sports no. gets that. He is by far the most popular owner in sports, but it, it's a cachet and an aura to him. Sure. Uh, yep. it, it's something to him that, that draws people to him, maybe because he owns the the, 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 yeah. the most powerful sports group, I mean, a team in the league when it comes to image and all that. Sure. But humble? Never no. from him. And I, I like the fact that he said I couldn't get out of my own way. Like, if I let Jimmy do his thing, how many championships do they win? That's the thing. It's a hard lesson to learn. Yep. I've met Jerry. He's very charming. I get that. But also, name another owner in sports, and particularly the NFL, that every week makes himself available. When Josh Harris speaks, guess what? Yeah. 
we're all in. Yep, like, he's just not because available. Because it's like, not available. Yeah. Jerry Jones says it every week, so there's a difference in styles there. Josh Harris did speak, yeah. so we got to hear from him. And one thing that I thought was very astute of him to point out is it is going to take some time. It doesn't mean that we want to take 30 years here, but if you're going to build something the right way, yeah. you have to make sure you build it the right way and then let it slowly turn into something successful. Hell, you also got – listen, the Texans – it's showing you if you make the right draft picks, get the it right coach, get the right free agents. This ain't bone dry here. You got people here mm-hmm. in place. You got $90 million cap space. You got mm-hmm. the second pick of the first round, plus multiple picks in the second round. You could turn this thing around, Jinx. I don't I understand him preaching patience. Sure. Smart. Because you don't know if it's gonna happen. That's right. But the right head coach, right players mm-hmm. you can go to the playoffs next year i I'm, I'm i'm sorry it's i think it's set up for that for it to be special like that i don't think anything holding us back like i see we like had 17th pick and we had like 20 million cap room like you right. can't change a roster we can flip this whole roster and look like a different team when we run out there so how exciting is it that we're moving into a new era where you're going to have a new structure in place. You're going to have a new head coach. You're going to have a ton of money to spend, and you've got draft picks. If you're going to rebuild, yeah. this is how you do this it. This is how you do it. Yeah. It's very exciting. Like, if you're a Washington fan right now, if you're a Commanders fan, I know you're like, oh, we just had a bad year. You have to burn the house down to build it up right sometime. Mm-hmm. Maybe the studs was bad in the old house. Maybe it just, you know, the wood was rotting. Burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. We're it. Hey, Rock meet bottom. Because that's where we're yeah. at right now. We can go nowhere but up. But guess what? It's only one way to get up. And this high draft picks. Mm-hmm. Like the right pick. Like the right free agents. If I'm like $90 million, I'm looking at all these playoff teams this week. If I'm if I'm a GM. Yeah. And I'm looking at who a free agent. Yeah. I'm stealing only the best players from the best team. Mm-hmm. Like key places. Offensive line. Defensive line. Trench warfare. We watched that with Michigan. Night. Trench warfare wins you games. The last time we was great, I was never great. We was never great here. Last time this team was great, they had the Hogs on offense. Mm -hmm. Pushing defensive linemen out of the stadium. They had Charles Mann, Dexter Manley, Donnie Warren. They had guys on defense. The trench is where everything starts at. Fat boys, bacon, pork. <laughs> That's what I want at the yeah. end of the day. If you cannot control the line of scrimmage, you cannot dominate teams. And isn't it funny, too, how that's the one thing in football that has never changed? Because remember, it used to be a, a running league. Now it's a passing league. But the one thing that never changes is you have to be great in the trenches. If you cannot keep your quarterback clean and keep the other quarterback dirty, you don't have a chance to win games. Mm-hmm. That's what this league is about. Let's pay some bills. I want to talk about pay the coaches. Em. Oh, let's pay them, and we're going to start with Honda. Yeah. Oh, you can get dirty with a Honda. I can. Oh, you can clean that Honda. Looks so good. Feel the power of the CRV hybrid and Accord hybrid, Honda's most electrifying vehicles yet. Find adventure in one of Honda's rugged SUVs and trucks like the Pilot Trail Sport, Honda's most rugged SUV ever, or experience the thrilling performance of the fun-to-drive Honda Civic with an available turbocharged engine power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. Find the Honda perfect for you. See your local Honda dealer today. And Recycle Trike Systems. You know what? I'm with it. Oh. 
transforming the way commercial businesses and communities manage waste and recycling. They combine the power of AI with premium customer service to optimize waste pickup schedules, ensuring timely and efficient collections to keep our neighborhoods cleaner and greener. There it is. Visit RTS.com to learn more about how they can help your business manage waste more responsibly. Every time you say greener, why do I think of the Incredible Hulk? Am I just stuck stuck in the Marvel universe right now? Remember know. the old Incredible Hulk show? Lou Ferrigno? Oh, yeah. From Bill Bixby yeah. to yeah. Lou, Lou Ferrigno. Ferrigno. Oh, Listen man. to me. You're talking about we showing our age right now. I know. This when CGI was at its poorest. All right. You couldn't get, it was just like, no, we got to find an actual bodybuilder. We got to find a dude that's actually big <laughs> and paint him green. All right? So <laughs> Listen, that's, like, TV was so, I, but I, the CGI was terrible when we was young. Yeah. But I think the storylines were stronger. That's true. So it had to be. They had to be because they got to sell us on a narrative. If they don't, right. we're not going to catch to it because we don't believe this. I was, I was flipping through some stuff and I had forgot that they used to have a, uh, sick, a Captain America sitcom. They did? They had a Captain America show. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it, it was, was. It was terrible. Like, and now I understand why they couldn't really, why the only one that would work back then was Batman. Because yeah. Batman has no powers. Right. He's just a billionaire. Like, And Batman was goofy at the time when yes. they used to do it. But because it, it was more of a comedy than it was a, right. a, 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 a straight, you know, uh comic book movie right so i see now sometimes you got to wait on technology yeah. to bring things to the forefront oh i remember that back in the day lou ferrigno was no joke though hey, hey lou ferrigno mm. Mm. so we need a new head coach it's yeah. going to come in time and and one thing that josh harris said during his press conference was okay we're going to be patient here but also time is of the essence because yeah. we've got to get a structure in place got to get a head coach here because we have a draft to get ready for. yeah we got everything to get ready. yeah for. so what do you want to see in a new head coach? We've heard everything from Adam Schefter says that the team has requested to interview Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. Yep. Jim Harbaugh has been floated out there a million times by yep. everyone. Ton of Everywhere. speculation. Everywhere. So yep. this could go anywhere. Yep. What do you want to see in a new head coach? Ah, I want somebody. I know everybody like the new popular person that just made it to school and checked mm-hmm. in in November. Yep. Tall, beautiful. <laughs> I, I want somebody been there, done that. But I don't want old. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yes. I want somebody this <sighs> battle tested. Mm-hmm. All right? So when you say a hot bar, the hairs on my arm start to stand up. Could you, you excited? Could you imagine a battle of the Betway? That's a battle oh my of, God. The, of the battle of the siblings. I, you, if you know one thing about John, he want to one-up Jim. All right? Yeah. If you know one thing about him, John, they're going to have a physical team. We watch Michigan. You you said it. They lined up. Mm-hmm. You and me going to kick your butt. Right. I, I, we're not doing all this trickery. Which I love that kind of football. It's like, you know what you're going to do? You know we're going to run this top sweep. See if you can stop, stop it. Stop us. Yeah, see if you can stop so, us. I, I think – what I want from a new coach, I want him to bring not just an aura. I want him to bring an identity. Mm-hmm. And all of these guys don't. I think when people talk about Ben Johnson, he's that, that hot new candidate. Yeah. Can't miss. Yes, he can miss. Because guys like Dan Quinn had a head coaching job. He made it to the Super Bowl. Still end up being back a defensive coordinator. So all I'm saying is 
I know some of these guys are great with X's and O's, but we need our new guy to be good with Jimmy and Joe's. Like, we need them to be a leader of men. Mm -hmm. We need him to understand what you're getting yourself into. You're getting yourself into the NFC East. You're talking mm -hmm. Dallas, New York, Philly, biggest, mar biggest markets on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. All right? You're talking about a fan base that's starving for a winner. Tired of the talk. Yep. Only want to see the walk. You got to feel big shoes because when you talk about coach around here, you the greatest coach of all time in my books, Joe Jackson Gibbs. Yeah, them are the shoes you feel. You have to feel. All right. So at the end of the day, you have to be on it. You have to understand what we want. What we yep. want because they they go where it's at. They go to the bar. The mm -hmm. bar is Joe Gibbs. Yeah, that's where it's at. I think some of these candidates maybe can get there, mm -hmm. but the one I feel good about. The one I want. Okay. Who do you want? I want Jim. Do you? I want Jim Harbaugh. Like, you want to see those khakis? I want khakis up and down the field. They <laughs> practice khakis. You know what? I'll go buy me some khakis and a pair of duck heads or something. Whatever I need. Duck heads. You remember that? I remember duck heads. <laughs> I used to have a pair of duck heads. What about Eastlands? Eastlands? I know Eastlands. I yeah. Eastlands. yeah. I had a crease in my, my khakis so thick I could have cut butter. <laughs> right. Listen. You remember how we used to do it? Like, I, we, we used to starch our pants back in the day. Oh, yeah. So much that my pants could stand up by themselves. <sighs> Ain't that a damn shame? <laughs> now, that, that's when keeping it real goes wrong. Like, that, that's what happened when keeping it real goes yeah. wrong. But I wouldn't mind the khaki man himself. Because I, I just don't feel like he can keep taking his college. Mm -hmm. Like, the NCAA has made it clear we hate you. Yes. Like, the Big Ten has made it clear we hate you. Come on, man. Come on to league. Come on with grown people there. And don't forget, the last mm -hmm. time he was in the league, he took a team to the Super Bowl. No, don't that's true. That. The resume is there. And I think you hit a, a very salient point, which is when you talk about hiring a head coach, sure, X's and O's matter. Yeah. But being a leader matters just as much. We saw that out with the Raiders when Josh McDaniels mm -hmm. was fired. And, of course, he certainly knows offense. But when Antonio Pierce took over. Leader of men. Yes, and you heard that to a man after yeah. the Raiders finished their season. This man is a leader. This man is a leader. This man is a leader. I'll follow him through a fox. Yes, hole. so you can't just have the playbook accurate. The exit, they're like, because everybody wants this offensive genius, or this defensive genius. Mm -hmm. How does he do with people is what I want to know. Then what other leverages do he give me? Well, mm -hmm. if I look at Harbaugh, uh, first of all, drafting. I got a leg up. He's been in college for the next four years. He'll know each player Everything about this player, yeah, and he will have a draft upside on everybody for the next four years because he mm -hmm. knows them and he recruited them, yeah. So therefore, you're talking about an edge that some pro coaches can't give you. All right, so I want more than a, a, a X's and O. I want, I want, I want a man's man. I want somebody that represents what Washington D.C. is about. So when you look at a new head coach. Does it matter to you if it's a defensive-minded or offensive-minded head coach? Or do you I'm, care? I'm not like everybody else. Everybody, off, offense is the hot topic. These sure. Days. I said I want a leader of men. I don't care what his expertise is. I want a leader of men. I want somebody that can come here, understand the situation. And this is how I judge coaches. From my first day with you to my last day with you, did I get better? Because mm -hmm. if I didn't get better, it's probably your fault. I have been around coaches that teachers, they create, they understand, they lead, and you get better day by day. I've right. been around coaches that just talk, just pee in the wind, yep. right? just talk, and expect you to go out there and be great. 
Well, you're not setting me up to be great. You're not setting me up at practice mm-hmm. to make this play on this play. That's Putting why you I, in a position to succeed. That's why I love Greg Williams. Yeah. I love Greg Williams. We would literally say, this is the play. They're going to run it on third down. In between third and five and third and ten, we're going to pick off this comeback. We knowing what route, what time of the game, mm-hmm. we're going to pick these balls off. The game starts third and five. We pick the ball off. Yeah. We practice it all week. You set me up for success. We understand everything. Like, I love a coach when we go into the game with no doubts. Right. Like, that's Greg Williams. Mad scientist. We going into here, no doubts. What I switch ball at? What we going to do when they do this? We already got it. We had already been practicing it this week. I love that, and I would love for these players to, to have a chance at that. So, at the end of the day, if you want your players to play at a high level, we need to be coached at a high level. Let me flip this on you just a little bit. And I don't, flip I'm, not, it. I'm not asking you to name names, but you've certainly, I will. <laughs> you've certainly played for coaches that were not good, mm-hmm. that did not benefit you. Yeah. So, what are some of the hallmarks and characteristics of coaches that were not beneficial to First you? First of all, I think they're better than they are. Okay. I think they are the, re- the reason for the season, understanding that the players are the reason we win. The coach is like a teacher, all right? And if you can't teach, mm-hmm. it's, you're not giving me anything. Yeah. Right? Some coaches think that their scheme is, is the reason we're doing it. Well, I'm sorry. If I plug in different players in your scheme, we could score 60 on you if you ain't got the right players. So I think nonchalant coaches, I think coaches that's bad communicators. Like, if you ever meet a coach that the players are, uh, are scared to go talk to, there's probably not no good coach. Yeah. Because now we can't. We can't clear anything up. And coaches that, that they're stubborn to the point they, they don't adjust. Yeah. That's the thing. You got to adjust to the situation. In order to adjust to the situation, you need to listen to the players that's out there playing. Like, if I'm out there playing, I'm saying, Coach, they ain't doing what we thought they were going to do. Right. Like, we need to communicate that. And if we don't, it don't work. It's like war, right? Oh, man. Start wars, but the youth have to fight them. Oh, yeah. All I right? like that. And that's, that's deep as it go. Right? The youth don't start it, but the youth has to finish it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's a coach. So imagine coach being the old person in the room. Yeah. Your blood, sweat, and tears ain't out here. It's not. It's just your words. Is that a respect thing? Yes, most definitely it's a respect thing. Yeah. Because a coach has to respect his players just like his players have to respect his coach. Yeah. But if we're not one unit, we ain't got a chance no way. Perfectly said. Let's pay some bills. Hey, you know we're talking I about did. the playoffs. I got deep on you there. Like you did. A, I turned into friend to philosopher right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay you after this. I was like, <laughs> thank you, Smooth. Oh, the Get Loud Podcast is brought to you by Bet365, the official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. Bet on a range of NFL markets with Bet365 app. Craft your own personalized bet slip and parlays. Access Thousands of games with live streaming. Place your bets before the match. During the game, it's up to you. Download Bet36 app today. Join 80 million members worldwide. Age 21 plus only. Must be physically located in Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. MWAA. Mm-hmm. We don't travel to escape life. We travel so life don't escape us. We dream of any place in the world, and in the blink of an eye, we're there. Mm-hmm. That's the wonder of flight. Mm. All you had to do is decide where to. Dulles International Airport. Let your imagination soar. Book your adventure today at flydullis.com slash nonstop. Professional. Oh my 
God. I'm about to cry. I'm about to cry. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> we have to talk about not just Wild Card Weekend, yeah. Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes, That's what is. the NFL I, calls I, I it. I love the playoffs, man. The intensity ratchets it mm-hmm. up so much. Like, like regular season is fast and physical. Mm-hmm. The playoffs are another thing. Like, the game I got to play in Seattle. Yeah. It was every play. Like, you can count them in your head. Like, mm-hmm. every play counts. I don't care if it's a three-yard run. And every play. Every play counts. The countdown is on. And this is when you make yourself a household name is in the playoffs. No doubt. And we got some teams that ain't been in the playoffs for a long time. All right, so yeah. Detroit Lions, playoff team. Like, how many times have we said that in a lifetime? I think they have one playoff win since 1957. That you, came in 91. You got to feel good for their fan base. Oh, my God. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> playoff. Joe Flack the, the fighting Joe Flacco's. Joe Flack diverted off of his couch. Can you believe it? I, and guess what? Does he go back? Does Joe? He don't. They don't play the Ravens, do they? They could. They play the Texans this weekend, yeah. But they could end up playing the Ravens. Oh, Matthew Stafford goes back to Detroit. All these storylines. And by the way, man, the NFL is funny. Guess what? If Joe Flacco wasn't starting for the Browns, who would it be? Deshaun Watson playing against the Texans. Not going to happen. But these storylines: Mike McCarthy going back, back up against Green Duke. Bay, Green Bay yeah, facing you can't Green buy Bay. This. this would make the NFL the best reality show of all time, the longest running reality show of all time, because these battles. Mm-hmm. Of love and hate. See, a fan base will love you for a second. Then they'll <laughs> hate you. Yeah. And that's what you got to understand. And it's a business. This coach used to be on this sideline. Now he on this sideline. So it's just these internal battles. Yeah. And this player hates this player. And this player hates this player. I love playoff football. I just want to ask you about some teams to get your thoughts here. Let's start with Joe Flacco. Flack the Verde. Flack the Verde. <laughs> 38 years old. Yes. And I was reading a quote from Garrett Wilson from the Jets because, remember, Joe Flacco was serving Played as a backup. Yeah. yeah. And Garrett Wilson was saying, Joe was always telling me he's going to start again. He's yeah. going to start again. No one deserves it more than Joe. And I thought that was a pretty ringing endorsement because Garrett Wilson can play. He's just stuck in a bad offense. But Joe Flacco always believed. And now the Browns are a pass-first offense. They're trusting. Great offensive line. Yeah. Great running game. Great Super Bowl defense. Yes. I, a quarterback that been there, done that, that won a Super Bowl. And it's something about quarterbacks named Joe that make them special. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Joe Montana. Like, yeah. Joe is that name. Name it? Uh, listen, your name, Joe, you got a chance to be great as a quarterback. And I think what make it so good is this guy was sitting on his couch. Yeah. After they had just paid somebody $300 million quarterback and you get the guy off your couch and he's better than the guy that you just paid 200 plus million so they got a steam plus yeah. you gotta be like eh, i take it however it come but i i just want to show some love for a fan base because i hear because i do the post game shows all the time and TV oh, yeah, radio yeah. shows and the fans here are so frustrated and broken by just a decade of just not being good right when i watch the browns go decade after decade after decade but they packed that stadium no matter what. It's true. They love they Cleveland Browns. They do. And this is the moment they've been waiting for. This is why they draft a Miles Garrett. This is why Denzel Ward gets drafted. This is why they do that. So I want to show some love for a fan base that never gave up on their team and getting their just desserts with the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. 
Who didn't have it? Oh had my it worse? God. I don't know who had it worse. Who had it worse? Detroit or Cleveland? It might be the Lions. Because the city died too. Like, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. like, it might be the Lions. I don't know. Because it's both of them was so bad, yeah. so long. But they they have they have endured. And now they getting they just dessert. So shout out to those two fan bases right there. Show you some love. What do you think about the Dolphins? I think the Dolphins are a fraud. They, and, and I heard this stat today that against teams that they played in the regular season, playoff yeah, teams, yeah. they have a point differential of minus 71. Yeah. So they're good in Miami. Yeah. But you get them on the road against good teams, or good teams in particular, they struggle. They're because in Miami – they got a lethal weapon called a 12th man. Mm-hmm. The city will eat you up and chew you out and spit you out. Huh? Imagine playing in Green Bay for eight weeks and we got to go play in Miami. You're going out, Jinx. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, <laughs> the city going to chew you up. That's now, true. And the fact that Miami getting injured at the wrong time. Yeah. Bradley Chubb. Uh, they done lost both of them edge rushes. Jalen Waddle's been banged up. I mean, they're really banged up. Uh, Tyreek Hill banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just banged up at the wrong time, and I think health is going to be the reason Miami. And that's another fan base that has endured a lot. But I think they just beat up at the wrong time, Jinx. I don't yeah. think they got a chance because they're just not healthy enough. They're taking on the Chiefs. They're in Kansas City. It's going to be cold this weekend. What's wrong with the Chiefs? I was just going to say, you can only – a quarterback – Aaron Rodgers did this in Green Bay forever, right? Yeah. They would just recycle receivers, and he would make everyone better. But at some point, talent does matter. Oh, it does matter. Uh, Pat Mahomes cannot throw the ball in and catch it himself. Right. Like, here goes the thing. He's had the most drops in the NFL. And I can see the frustration on his face. All right? Mm-hmm. Kelsey has started to age quickly. I don't know if it's Taylor Swift. I don't know if. I know the Swift is want to come for me right now. Anna's about to shoot you that, the daggers. I, I know. Anna looked at me like uh like she uh, like Taylor Swift looked at Joe Coy. Anna was like, <laughs> "You go tell her." She goes, "Yeah." <laughs> so uh, I don't know, but Kelsey's starting to age. Yeah, they they feel like they can double team him. Rashad Rice, this, and this. and if you're in a, if you're an opposing defense, wouldn't you do the same thing? Wouldn't you just put all of your attention on who, Kelsey? Who else do you have? Yeah, you have nobody else. Marquez Valdez Scantling. They Come had on. a chance to get DeAndre Hopkins. I never like why won't you get him? Yeah, like so they had times, but we know what they drafted next year. Yeah, we know what they're going to get. But young receivers won't enough. They're going to have to have a veteran. But Kansas City is slowly falling apart, deteriorating, and Miami. Like I said, yeah, just injured at the wrong time. So that's gonna be a gimme game right there. But I, if I had to pick, I think Kansas City has the better defense. Okay, and I think Kansas City has the better quarterback. So therefore, they win that game. Cowboys hosting the Packers. Cowboys are very good at home. Yeah, they get a little dicey on the road, but I feel like at home this is a good spot for Dallas. How far can they go? Or are they gonna do what Dallas always does? I would say Dallas pl- always plays seven more days than we do. Yeah. I think they beat Green Bay. Yeah. I think they beat Green Bay, get the playoff win. I think that is – he's on the heater right now. And like I said, he's he's making it hard to stop him. See, here goes the thing about it. If you become only a pocket passer, it opens our playbook all the way up. Mm-hmm. We can play a lot of two-man under. All right, we, that means we can intercept the ball from mm-hmm. him. We can't play two-man under when the quarterback is a runner because our defensive coordinator don't want us to turn our back yep. to the quarterback. He want all eyes on him, so we have to zone blitz you more. 
Dak is starting to dictate what you play against him. He's starting to dictate coverage because of his running. And CeeDee Lamb, Lord. Lord. He's been awesome. Listen, CeeDee Lamb been on one, all right? They have found something there. Just like McCarthy when he was uh, in Green Bay with Donna Driver and the rest of those guys. Oh, they, yeah. They found what they're looking for on offense. Ferguson, that tight end, has been making big plays. Brandon Cook, Sightings, I've seen that. Michael, they got guys to make plays. It's not about Green Bay with Dallas. What happens when they got to play the 49ers? I don't yeah. want to hear nothing else. I want to hear what happens when you got to play the 49ers, the, the bully that keep knocking your teeth out your mouth every day you come to school. Like, sooner right. or later, you ain't going to have no teeth left. I have to ask you about the Eagles. Ask me. Do they have any – they're a small favorite in Tampa Bay this weekend, but – Coming off back-to-back losses Stinks. to the Cards and the Giants. They, you talk about a team that has no identity. Yeah. On paper, they look great. Yeah. No identity right now. They look completely lost. What's going on in Philly? What did we start the show off talking about? Coach. Oh, you think it's Sirianni? No. They lost their offensive coordinator oh, yeah. and their defensive coordinator. Steichen, all these. They literally lost to their ex-head, I mean, a uh, coordinator. Yeah. I, both sides of the ball has went down. Mm-hmm. Not just offense, not yeah. just defense. That's how important coaching is. Right? This, you got the same players. Yeah. They had almost 70 sacks last year. They down to 40. The difference is the guy that's calling the plays don't call the plays like the last guy. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not information-driven like the last guy. Not detailed like the last guy. So you will fall back down. So I think that's what's going on in Philly right now. They got a culture shock from a coaching shock. I, they lost yeah. two great educators, and now they are leading men on two different teams. The Colts look good to me this year. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, hard out for everybody. All, right? all I'm saying is if you don't have the right offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators, your team can change drastically. Philadelphia, watch out because Baker, Baker the touchdown maker. <laughs> Listen, I, this is what I love about Baker. He does well as an underdog. Yes. Not as an overdog. You put him, King Bean? No. He does don't do well. You tell Baker what he cannot do, and he shed his mouth? Yeah. Baker going to go do what it do. And he's injured, too. His, his ribs are banged up. Man, Baker tough as a $2 steak. But the one thing about <laughs> it is, Baker also, like I said, he relishes the underdog. Yeah. He's always been an underdog. Walk on. Uh, everything he has to do is underdog-oriented. He doesn't do good as a front runner. So mm-hmm. I think Tampa Bay found them a quarterback. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. I think Baker found a home, and I think Tampa Bay found them a quarterback. So I'm going to ask you this now, and then we can revisit it in a few weeks. Who is going to make and win the Super Bowl? Oh, I hate to say this. I always liked their jerseys growing up because Jerry Rice was one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. Know, Mississippi guy. I hate to throw that in there. Mississippi make the best football players. And pretty much the best entertainers, too, if you want to go with Elvis and Oprah and the mm-hmm. rest of them. Yeah. We are number one. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the 49ers, I like teams with no weaknesses. I don't need you to be great at anything. Right. I need you to be good. The 49ers mm-hmm. run the ball good. Mm-hmm. The 49ers pass the ball good. They play defense great. They play special teams good. I see them as mm-hmm. the team coming out the NFC East. I mean, at the NFC. Mm-hmm. That Ravens. I was hoping they would say that. Now, they mimic each other team-wise. Both of them got a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens quarterback is better. Both of them run the ball. Mm-hmm. Tough identity. 
Both of them pass the ball. Both of them defense. But the edges, I get an edge to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is that dude. That's mm-hmm. him. Justin Tucker can kick the ball from Washington, D.C. Sure can. to West Virginia. Uh, best kicker in the league. I get the Ravens the edge right yep. there. Both defenses are equal. Mm-hmm. Ravens, 49ers. Winner of the Super Bowl, Baltimore. Parade down oh. the street with our cousins. <laughs> Baltimore, I think. What about you? What say you? I I think you're right. Also, do you know about the Super Bowl logo conspiracy theory? What happened? Have you seen this? This has happened like three straight years now where the colors, there's usually two colors on the Super Bowl logo, one on each side, yeah. and the colors correspond with the teams who have made the Super Bowl. So two years ago, it was what? Blue and orange, Rams and uh, Bengals made it. Yeah. Last year, it was Red and green, Chiefs, Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Guess what the colors are this year? Red yep. and purple. Red and purple? Yeah. Hey, listen. At the end of the day, I understand <laughs> what it is. It could be a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. whatever you want to think. I just say those are the two teams that I think are the most yeah. dangerous teams in the league right now. And when you just love to see that matchup, Lamar – Versus that Niners defense. The law firm of Lamar, Lamar, and Lamar. <laughs> like, listen to me. The one I, the one thing that make him more dangerous than he used to be uh-huh. is he's running to throw the ball now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he, that means he's, he's made it. That means he's finally developing to him. It's just going to be hard to stop. Yeah. OBJ, like, it's Zay Flowers, it's going to be hard to stop. And I hate to say this. Okay. If the Ravens win the Super Bowl, just like I was drunk at the Caps championship <laughs> in D.C. Yeah. In the National, I was laying on the the, the, the ground, enjoying myself. <laughs> I will be in Baltimore, like, with a Washington jersey. Well, yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm here to celebrate with my cousins and congratulate y'all. Oh, hey, I'm one of them guys that will randomly show up to a celebration. You were going to show up to the Sugar Bowl, and I went down to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah, listen. We were in the break room, and you said, Jinx, I might come to now New Orleans. And I was like, that sounds good. And Logan goes, Fred, Commanders play on Sunday. You can't go. Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> I randomly show up at weddings. I randomly show up. Like, if I see a celebration, hey, I am stopping through. I, I've always been like that. Like, don't let me hear some music. I'm like, huh? what? <laughs> that listen, I'm there. I, if they win, I'll be in Baltimore eating crab cakes and drinking old Milwaukee's best. Oh, my God. They would love that. <laughs> Let's pay some bills and we'll close things out here. Pay and on. we're going to start with Honda. i got to find the right sheet here. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Feel the power. Hey, I feel it all the time. Feel the power of the CRV high. hybrid. My mm-hmm. God. Uh-huh. I can't even ride with my arm out in D.C. You can't. Can't arrested. Ride mm-hmm. you can get arrested. Mm-hmm. Power of the CRV Hybrid and Accord Hybrid, Honda's most electrifying vehicles yet. Find adventure in one of Honda's rugged SUVs and trucks like the Pilot Trail Sport, Honda's most rugged SUV ever, or experience the thrilling performance of the fun-to-drive Honda Civic with an available turbocharged engine. Get power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. Find the Honda perfect for you at your local Honda dealer today. And it is official SeatGeek, mm-hmm. the official ticketing partner of the Washington Commanders. They're the newest member of the Commanders family. Welcome. Welcome. Come on in. The water's warm. Yeah, it is. 
If you haven't heard the name yet, get used to it. You will hear it even more as we get into the offseason, whether you're buying or selling tickets to Commander's Games or any other live event in the DMV. SeatGeek is the place to do it, the official ticketing partner of the Washington Commanders, so Commanders fans can fan. Hey, listen, I wish it was that easy in the early 80s and 90s when we were young. Yeah. Just to get on the app, SeatGeek. Oh, my God. We had to buy paper tickets. Yeah, you had to line up. And you could, like, like, I'm going to tell you what it is. Now that it went digital, I don't see the ticket scalpers anymore. It's you, cut down on that a lot. Like, literally, I remember pulling up to, like, stadiums and stuff, and it'd be, like, 25 yeah. people out there. Hey, you want this ticket for $17? <laughs> no way that's a good seat, man. Like, what are you talking about? Plus, when they try to be subtle about it, when it was illegal, yeah, they'd kind of sit here like this and be like, need a couple tickets. Yeah, yeah. Just pop out, need a couple tickets. Shiesty. You oh, know, yeah. You know it good. Then... Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna tell you which one got me. Okay. I'll never forget this. And I couldn't do nothing but laugh. That's how I know I'm an idiot. I go home for Christmas one year in Mississippi. Okay. This is why I'm playing. I pull up to a gas station. By the way, never buy stuff from people at a gas station. <laughs> this guy pulls up beside me, like, hey man, I got a I got a couple of Apple computers. You wanna buy a laptop? Nice, it's wrapped up, mm-hmm. plastic yeah. steel on it. Like, oh, how much? Dude, give me like 400 It's you. Yeah. I'm like, for what, an apple? Yeah. Here. I get home. I take the plastic off. Oh, no. Open the box. Guess what's in the box? What? A piece of wood with an apple sticker on it. No. I laugh so hard, Jinx, that I cry because I like, I deserve everything that just happened to Bro, me. Bro, this happened to me except I bought speakers. I got got by, by a dude in a van? Yeah. That don't work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, they barely worked. And I, some opera, he's like, hey, man, you want theater, some speakers? Yeah, theater oh, speakers. The big ones. The big ones. Heels. Yeah, I chased this dude down. when I Well, it was a different <laughs> dude that tried to sell me speakers. And I'm like, now nah, I'm going to chase after this dude. Yeah. I chased him for half an hour. Hey, listen. They've been getting us like oh that for years. Oh, my God. He got me. Hey, hey, listen. That's why when we think we're getting over, we're not. Just go to the store, man. I took $250 out of the ATM. And this is a long time ago. That was yeah. a lot of money yeah. for me. I mean, it's a lot of money anyway. I got got by the same dude. I oh might have God. been the same dude. I bought, because I, I had this nice theater. And it's all about opportunity, because I wasn't out looking for theater speaker. Right. He pulls up. Yeah, man, great van. Hey, man, I need to off the rest of these. Yeah, I'll give it to you, too. I'm just going back to the shop. You yeah, want these? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. I plugged it up. Speaker was mute. <sighs> Nothing came out of there. Right? But tears. Right? That's it. I went on eBay. I was like, I wonder how much these are actually worth. When it finally hit me, like forty dollars. Like nothing. Just a bunch of wood. They, 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 they worth nothing. Oh my God. And that's why I say, man, when you think you're getting over, you're actually getting whooped. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way we it goes. got whooped. Yeah. You know what's got whooped? Who? Joe Coy. Yeah. Hey, listen. At the Golden Globes. It was so cringy. Painful. Hey, first of all, how many people turned down their job? A lot. I was reading now, I will say to his credit, because First of all, that monologue was not good. But also, that's a tough gig. Hollywood elite crowd. And they don't don't want to be made fun. Like, they want to have fun, but not too much fun at their expense. And there were some big names like Chris Rock and some other people that turned it down. Said, no way. But how do you satisfy a crowd of elitists? How do you do your job? Right. Like, how do, like, I'm supposed to crack jokes on you. Right. Now, some of those jokes was cringy. The Robert De Niro joke. About the baby. Yeah. It's cringy. And the Meryl Streep joke, that joke's been told for 10 years, you know? And, and he just, he rolled Meryl Streep the whole day. Right. Uh, it was like, 
It's an impossible job. I wonder if they call Fred Smooth like, yeah, mm-hmm. we need you for the Golden Globes. And I'll be like, hey, I ain't know y'all still did it, but, you know, I'll give it a try. Yeah. So I think you got to start off by getting on stage humbling yourself first. Yes. Make jokes about yourself. Then when you start to shoot them off, yeah, yeah, yeah. People might not get as mad, but I don't think you can win with that crowd. Like, did anybody tune into it? I don't think so. And also, too, like, this has been done before, and Ricky Gervais did it very famously and was just eviscerating everyone, and they didn't have him back. Yeah. And it was hilarious because he clearly did not care at all. You can't care. If he, you go in there right. caring, it's over with. You cannot do it. Like, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lose-lose situation to me because I was watching the crowd. They wouldn't even laugh at good jokes. Right. Like, I know you ain't going to laugh at the bad ones, but you at least laugh at the good jokes. I hated the fact that whenever he told a joke that was especially bad, he'd blame his writers. I'm like, listen, if you were crushing right now, you wouldn't yeah. be saying those are my writers. You'd be taking full Somebody credit. Somebody got to get through under the bus. <laughs> if I was up there, I'd be like, you know what, man? This is Michael Jenkins. Huh? <laughs> the reason I stink right now, Michael Jenkins blew it. He wrote me. the last three jokes. That's why it's been dead silence <laughs> the, in here. That first one, all me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Got loud. Got loud. We're going to continue to follow the head coaching search. It's an exciting time. There was so many things going on. To be a Washington fan right now, a new beginning, a new start, uh, hashtag back to glory. And nothing to laugh at. I like it. Yeah. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives.